Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. It's good to be together on a Friday night. Everybody excited to be here on a Friday night? It's good to, good to have church. It's good to be with family, good to love on one another and, and encourage one another. And You know, it's, uh, there's only so, mem- so many people I can call or one person can call, but if we all encourage one another, we'll just be one group of very encouraged people. Is that right? Yeah, glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to Micah chapter 6, verse 8. You know, I was... Uh, discussing this uh, this verse with someone this week and it was a really good discussion because you know you hear where you hear where people see from you know we all we all see so many times from where we live right you know people say oh you mean from my house well yeah sometimes from your house but where you live uh-huh. you know what where what culture you're in uh, what part of the country you're in what, what what your surroundings are what the people around you are like and so many times we end up seeing things from a perspective. Um, many times it's not God's perspective, right? Um, sometimes it's just our perspective. And God's perspective is always right. Our, our perspective will be skewed. It, it'll, be, it'll be messed up one way or the other. It'll, it'll, it'll go so far, and then it has an end. And see, God's perspective is never skewed, and it never has an end. Everything God does, He's perfect. And that just doesn't mean He does it right. He completes everything He does. There's nothing that stops somewhere and, and, and becomes incomplete. We stop it many times in our own lives. But His, His Word, His ways are unfailing. Amen? Amen. And, and in, in this, in this uh, verse, it says, He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And, and, you know, you look at that, even you start there with that word good, uh, best, what's best, what's pleasing, what is prosperous. I've showed you, oh, man, what's best, the best way, the, the, the goodest way, if you will. And, and, and what does the Lord require of you? And it says, but to do justly. It doesn't say to act justly. It says to do justly, right? There is a difference if you look in the, in the um, Young's Literal, I believe it says to do judgment, Right, and you know today we got a lot of people doing judgment. Right, <laughs> they're doing judgment, they're acting judgment, they're they're judging, and we got a lot. You know, a lot of people say, "I'm glad I don't do that." No, you do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, if if we follow the Lord's leading, you could do it in such a way that it was right. Amen. But you know, I was talking. I won't even mention. It, I was talking to, you, but. They, they talked about how it was so easy to seek justice and, and sometimes they would forget mercy. And, and the verse says, do justly and, and to love mercy. Do justly and love mercy. Right? It says he, what, what he requires from you is to do justly and to love mercy. And see, we, we like to separate things. So we would like to think that we could do justly without loving mercy. But you can't do that. You'd like to think that you could love mercy and not do justly. But you can't. Right? When God connects something, when he says, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God, it's all three of those things that have to be comprised 
to make any of the three work. All right? See, we <laughs> get funny faces there. See, we're, we like partial credit. See, I, when I was in high school, I, I loved partial credit. <laughs> loved, you know, give me a test with partial credit, and I might get a C out of that because huh? I could get some partial credit. And see, so many times as Christians, we'll be like, well, yeah, I'm walking in love. I was patient all day. Were you? Because just your tone right there didn't sound like you were, right? Well, doggone it, I was patient and kind, right? You know, and, and you look at stuff like, you look at just the love verses and people like to cut parts out of that. They, they, I'm going I'm to work on being patient. No, you need to work on loving and then you'll be patient. Amen? If, you, if you're patient, kind, don't envy, don't boast, don't puffed up. Those are the qualities of love. And, and you can't start separating those out and say, well, I'm going to work on this part of it today. No, you work on walking in love. And if you're patient and kind, then you won't envy. You, you won't see one patient, kind person envying. Why? Because they're patient and kind, right? They're, they're, they are cheerful, right? Expectors and uh, persevere. They're, 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 they're waiting cheerfully, cheerfully, right? And he, so if you say, well, I'm patient, I just wasn't cheerful. No, that's not patience. You know, we, we have to keep everything connected. And, and it's, you know, and is a conjunction. In other words, keep these hooked together. Remember the schoolhouse rock conjunction junction what's your function right hooking up phrases clauses and whatever right yeah yeah right schoolhouse rock come on it rocked i look it up every now and then today just because it taught me so much how to skate in a figure eight my hero zero i mean good land you can we can learn some stuff from schoolhouse rock Glory to God. You don't want to miss out on that stuff. It's good for you. Right? <laughs> but, but we have to keep those things connected. If you're going to walk in love, you walk in love. You don't walk in patience. You walk in love. So, so you take love as patient and kind. Those two are connected. It, it's unenvious. I don't know if that's a word or not. It is today. It's, it's unenvious. Right? It, it's unprideful. It's on lots of things. And then it always hopes. It always believes. It always trusts. Never, never rejoices in evil, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Keeps no records of wrongs. When you walk in love, all those things will be happening. All those things will be happening. If one of those things isn't happening, you're not walking in love. People say, oh, really? <laughs> yes, but you have walked in love. You were just doing it so you didn't notice. Trust me, if you're a Christian, at some point you walked in love. You may not do it all the time. I don't. I'm, we're working. God's working on us. Don't don't get don't get down on me. It'll it'll be good. Don't hate me because I'm pretty or smart. I'm both. Sometimes I can't help it. Right? But we, you can do it, or God wouldn't have told you to do it and given you the ability to do it. So many times we look at things even like in the Old Testament and, and we're like, well, they did. they're in the Old Testament. The, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, in my heart, by the Holy Spirit. They didn't even have this. Amen? We have an ability today in our covenant that is 
far beyond what they could have thought, dreamed of. They, they did dream of it. It's what they wanted. And we actually have it. We have the love of God in us. So we can walk in that love. We have the ability to do this. We have the ability to love mercy so that we do justly. And we judge rightly. But to judge rightly, you have to love mercy. And and notice it doesn't just say have mercy. It says love mercy. And literally that means to be affectioned towards, or you could even say it in hillbilly terms, lean to it. Lean, lean, lean towards mercy, right? If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do justly, you're gonna have to lean towards mercy, and you're gonna have to walk humbly with your God. Amen. Amen. What? What's that mean? That means you're gonna receive His direction. You're gonna look to Him for your answers. You're gonna look for Him the way to do it, how to do it, when to do it, whether to do it, right? And you're not gonna. You know, I've heard people say this. <laughs> I know, I know you think you probably never have, and hopefully you haven't. They say, you know what? I know what the Word of God says, but that just ain't right. <laughs> if the Word of God says it, it overrides what you think is right. Amen? Amen. And, and there is a way to show mercy in, in a situation that would, that would bring a righteous judgment that helps people. If you'll ever notice, the judgments of God help people. Right? Okay, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? And this is judgment. People say, oh, it's goodness. It is the goodness of God, but it also condemned all that wouldn't believe. But it didn't leave them out, right? The very act that saved the world also condemned the world. Same act. You, know, you, got, you got people all the time that say, Say, well, it says in the Word He kills and, and heals. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you think? When He does something, He reigns. Whatever's in your ground is what's coming up. Right? God, God is unchanging. He is love. His love never changes. His, his mercy never fails. It, the, the things of God always happen the same way every time. That's why He's perfect. He's complete. He's whole. He doesn't have things that end. Think about... Uh, the, the woman caught in adultery. Her, uh, excellent story of mercy. Excellent story of mercy and judgment. Uh-huh. Look at what is it? John 8, around verse 3. John 8, 3. Scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery when they had set her in the midst. Now think about this. If this were on the news today, you'd have two sides because neither sides agree. Right, one would be pro woman of a caught in adultery. The other would be pro the man that she was caught with that never get right, Un, unnamed man, right. And so you'd have both sides, and then one side say, well, the man was drugged and he couldn't do it. They'd have all kinds of excuses why to judge the woman, and the other side would have all kinds of excuses why to judge the man, right. And but they brought her to be judged by Jesus. And actually, they wanted her to be judged by the law. Right? So they set her in the midst. They said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now they've literally come to the Word of God to ask what the Word of God has to say about this. Don't even know it. Amen? 
And see, those, those are the times when you, you walk humbly before your God, right, with your God, <clears throat> because you're going to now look for an answer that's beyond all wisdom, an answer that cannot be disputed, and an answer that helps everyone involved, right? It's an answer that doesn't just help the lady. It helps every person involved in this situation that day. Amen? So they say, what sayest thou? And he, he bends down. They said it, of course, to tempt him, to get him to mess up. They're trying to get Jesus to mess up. He ain't going to mess up. Why? Because he loves mercy and he's doing justly. And he's the only person there that had the right to judge and chose not to. Amen? And he stooped down with his finger, wrote in the ground as though he had not heard them. That had to make him mad. <laughs> so when they continued asking him, he lifted himself, lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin, let him cast a stone at her. Now, a lot of people would say, man, that's why they must have went away really ashamed. You know what they didn't go away? Judged. They went away unjudged because they judged themselves. Every person that dropped a rock that day judged themselves immediately. And in judging themselves, Jesus saved them being judged at this moment. Right? So, so the, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, will bring judgment where you can receive mercy. Amen? See, it brought judgment that day. What? Judgment of yourself. If, if you'll listen to God, you can judge yourself and you'll never have to be judged. Right? You know, and the person I was talking to the other day, I said, we really have to be careful on judging things in the world today and judging without God, without God being first and having mercy because we're sowing seed and the world's untrustworthy. You don't want seed into the world that can get into your life. You want this kind of stuff where there's no other answer for it. People just walk away and other people are forgiven. Some people walk away unjudged. The other person walks away forgiven. And, and see, that's, that's the perfect story of how God works judgment, if you will. And because then Jesus said, where's your accusers? Right? Is there, and the fact is, I think it's in the Young Little, it says, is there no one here to sentence you? Is there no one here left to sentence you? And, and she says, no one, sir. And he goes, Neither do I condemn you. And then he empowers her to go out and sin no more. You know, a lot of people say he's telling her to. No, he's empowering her to. He's giving her now the ability to go walk in the newness of life. I don't have to live this way anymore. I don't have to do this. It's like it never happened. I've been justified. Amen? And I can walk away from here not condemned, not accused, but free. Amen? And, and, and when we lean to mercy, which was, that's what Jesus was doing. He's, he's leaning to mercy to get his answer. You know, they're asking for a judgment, so he leans to mercy. He humbles himself before God, and he hears the answer. And see, we can do that exact same. That's what, that's what the Word's telling us to do. And when we get into situations, rather than scream and shout before you really know what's happening either way, or we don't choose sides anyway. Right? I love that message where Brother Moore talked about choosing. We don't have to choose sides. We're on God's side. Did you know if you look at God, He doesn't have any end? So you're, if you're on His side, you're always in the right place. 
right? We're on God's side. God's side is people. What if we looked at every person with God so loved the world in mind? And, and no matter what they were doing, who they were, what they were saying, instead of saying, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard, saying, they're, they're, they're so loved by God. That's a person so loved by God. You can, your judgment's going to change, isn't it? Why? Because that person's value just changed. Because too many times, and I don't know about you, but I find myself too easy uh, to just watch people go to hell. Right? You know, and maybe you're not. Maybe, But, you know, you, you look at people doing something, and you're like, you shake your head and walk away. What about praying for them? Huh? Well, or what about... What about when somebody's not saved and, and you go around them and bad things are happening or good things are happening, and you say, you know, God loves you. And, man, God must really love you. What, you got that today? Man, God loves you. They don't even know God, but you keep telling them about the God that loves them because he so loved them that he gave his only begotten son. And, and if we'll continue to build somebody up that way, that, that's, that's the goodness of God. That's the mercy of God. That's, that's giving something to them that would help them rather than just walking away. If you noticed it enough to be irritated, you could notice it enough to pray. Right? right? And, and I think that's what God's saying to me. If you, if, it, if, you, if you can sit there and watch something on TV enough to irritate yourself, why couldn't it be enough to pray? Right? And pray mercifully. Not, in other words, you don't pray this direction or that direction. It's okay, Lord, help me to pray. Help me to pray because you know how to pray to where people won't be judged and people will be healed. You know how to pray to where it will bring it full circle and it will be perfect because you are merciful. You, you don't just act mercifully. You are merciful. Amen? And see, that's, that's what we've now become. That's why he said, be merciful what? As your Father in heaven is merciful. In other words, I want you to have the same kind of mercy. This was Jesus talking. I want you to have the same kind of mercy that your Father in heaven has. And if you look at the verse, both mercifuls mean the exact type of merciful, if you will. And, and so it's really good because what he's saying is you can. Same as God mercy. We can walk in same as God mercy. Right? That's, that is so good because that's empowering to put you in any situation and be able to bring people out of it at a, at a higher level than they, than they were when they were in it, right? Because they're, they're, in, they're in so deep they can't even see. They don't, they don't realize what they're doing most of the time. The, um, judgment and, um, of the world, the judgments of man, human, are fairly unreasonable. That they only are based on what you know. Well, that that alone would make you unqualified, <laughs> you know. And and if if we if we judge with mercy, you don't even you notice that Jesus didn't say, "Now tell me a little bit more about what happened when he came to the lady." You know, now where's the guy? You know, well, tell me more about this whole situation because he didn't need to know more. He had he was Jesus, and he had the Holy Spirit. And, and when he stooped down, he got an answer yeah. that fixed everything. Glory to God. And, and that's what we can do. If we'll just take a moment not to react to how we feel or what we see 
And, and rather than reacting to what we feel or see, we react to what God says. Amen? And, and, and all of a sudden God says, just don't go there. Don't say a word. Say this. You know, say this. And you're, you're thinking about it and you're like, if I say that, what's that going to do? You don't need to say, you, need to, you don't need to wonder why you say it. Say it with his authority and his anointing. It'll make a difference. Why? Because it's coming straight from love. Love never fails. Love will never fail on what it's sent to do. It will all, because love and mercy are like that. You can't even disconnect them. Amen? And, 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 and as we love people like that, we find ourselves in positions to, to fix things because love fixed things. That, that's what God was doing when he sent Jesus. He was fixing things. He was fixing things so that every person that ever existed... You know, if you look at the verse... Let me look at it. It was kind of neat. Um, Luke 6, 35 and 36. <clears throat> and this is Jesus preaching. And he says, But love your enemies. <clears throat> Notice he didn't say judge your enemies. Because we spend most of our time judging our enemies, right? And sometimes we judge the people that aren't our enemies. But we're, we're not us, but other people. We, we, we're, we know what to do, right, right? It says, love your enemies and do good. Amen? And lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind. And that word kind means gracious. And one of the things that I thought was kind of cool that it means, it means to... Furnish what you need. His kindness furnishes what you need. Jesus was the kindness of God, and it furnished what we needed to not be far from God anymore. It furnished everything we needed to come to God. He, he didn't leave anything else. He, fur, he fully furnished you to be a child of God Amen. through Jesus Christ. That love furnishes us to do things and be who, who he always wanted us to be. And after that, he said he, he's kind to, to the unthankful and to the evil. How, how's he kind to him? Well, if you look in Matthew, what, the way he's kind to him is he reigns, the sun shows up on the just or the evil uh, and the good, and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And other, everybody in here is breathing today. Everybody out there is breathing too. Why? Because God's good. And everything He does is good and it doesn't stop. He, he doesn't stop being good because you're not. If He did, we'd all be doomed. In other words, He just keeps being good so that you can experience His goodness. And at some point, you'll, somebody will pray for you and, and you'll see it for the first time. And you'll say, I love that God that loved me first. Why? Because you didn't judge them. You were kind to them. When you, when, you, when you choose to be kind to somebody, you're leaning to mercy. One of the words for mercy is kindness. Actually, the word in Micah, that is the word for it. It's kindness. And so when we lean to kindness, which is also a quality of love, which means if we're walking in kindness, we must be walking in patience and unenviousness and all that, right? And because what? We, two plus two doesn't equal five. <laughs> we're putting them all together. Yeah. 
we're putting them all together and we're making it work to where the end result comes out to what the to, to what we're doing. We're not we're not getting partial credit. Right? What what if what if your kid went to school tomorrow and he came home and said, oh, I don't understand why I got this wrong. I put two plus three equals four and I don't understand why it's wrong because the two's right. Right? Yeah. You can't get partial credit for two. You need another two, and then it equals four. Or you need to change the end result to five, one or the other. And we're not getting partial credit. It's, you know, people, that they want so many times to, to drive the speed limit on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Did you know you'll still get a ticket for that? Yeah. Probably a bigger ticket than you would get for not driving the speed limit on the right side of the road. Because you can follow all the rules of driving. You can turn your blinker on when you turn. You can, you can follow the speed limit. You can have your tags right. You can have your rearview mirror put in place. You can be doing everything you're supposed to do driving on the wrong side of the road, and you're still going to be in trouble. Right? Because there's only one side of the road you can drive on, and that's the side you drive on. And, and you put all the things together, and then you drive on the right side of the road, the speed limit, and and you don't get a ticket. And you don't blame the policeman and say, I don't know why he gave me a ticket. I was driving the speed limit. My tags weren't uh, weren't out of date. But see, we've got people that are judging that way. We did everything else right. We were just driving on the wrong side of the road. What's the big deal? Well, you're still a danger to everyone you're around. Christians, we want to do justly, love mercy, walk humbly. We want to be patient, kind, unenvious, unproud, right? Not boastful. We want to keep no record of wrongs, right? We don't want to stop at the, at the end of the earth and say, mm, I just don't know about that rejoicing when the truth wins out. Sometimes I like to rejoice when people lose. You need to get over it because you're messed up. Right? It's not good to rejoice when people lose in life. If they lose in a baseball game and your team wins, different story. <laughs> we won't go there. Amen? After all that, he, he says, he says I, I make the sun to shine on the, on the just or on the evil and the good. I make the rain fall on the just and the unjust. It's the very same God. It's how he's received. Right? If you, if you rain a whole bunch on clay, what does it, does it grow anything? Maybe a weed here or there, but it ain't going to live very long. But you rain on good ground. Right? That's got some good seed in it, and good things begin to come up. But it, it's the same rain. The fields could be right next to each other. But the rain is going to judge what's in the ground because it's going to produce what's in there. God's not judging people. Look at, look at John 3.16. We've been talk, talking about it all night. Let's just go there. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's helping me. Mercy is a big deal because you don't want to be judging without it because you don't want to be judged without it. Amen? Anybody here want to be judged without mercy? 
<laughs> I don't, it's, it's impossible for God to do that. Why he is such a, a just judge is because he is so merciful. Amen? And, and he's such a good God. So he is just. And, you know, when people say, well, I just don't know why God didn't do this or didn't do that. God was just. You, you don't have to wonder whether God was just because he has never changed. He's been doing the same thing for eons and eons. Before time began and after time goes away, he will still be the same. And it will still be good. Amen? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why did he do it? Because he so loved us. He so loved Every person on this earth was so loved. that They are still so loved. There will never be a day where we go, I don't see how God could love him. It's too late. He was already loved. You know, it's not, it's not God's working up love for you. If he was, we'd probably none of us be loved. He said, oof, I just don't think I can love you today. You know, he, he loves us. He loves every person. The, the worst of the worst person you can think of, he loved them and gave Jesus for them. Their value does not change in his eyes because of their action. It does to us, though, doesn't it? Right? We, we hear people that do things that are unimaginable, and we say, I just don't know how they could do that. You know, let yourself get away from God just a little while and see what you're capable of. Be thankful every day that you know this merciful God that loves you because that's what's keeping us. That, that's what keeps your mind straight. That's what keeps your heart right. Be thankful every day if you grew up in a household where they taught Christian values and, and took you to church. Be thankful if they didn't and you found it later. Yeah. Yeah. Be thankful. Don't go back and say, well, I know I know God now, but my parents and then my uncles and my grandparents. Don't stop that. You're judging, right? Don't do that. Ask God, say, God, how can you help me to talk good about my parents? How can you help me to talk, talk good about my family and the things they find? There's, there's, there's always a way to do right by mercy. Amen? And, and we can do that. For God so loved the world, he acted justly. He gave Jesus. That was a, that was an act of mercy and just and justice, justness, just uh, judgment, if you will. It, it was it was the it was the same act, the same act that saves you will condemn you. But but it was the same act, because God didn't send Jesus to condemn the world. He sent Jesus to save the world. But if you don't believe in Him, you're already condemned. Yeah. Right. It's it's not a question of can Jesus say yes He already saved you. It's a question of will you believe. And if you don't believe, yes, you will be condemned. And people say, well, that doesn't sound very loving. What do you mean it's not? Loving? He gave Jesus so you didn't have to be condemned. That's as loving as you can be. He gave everything He ever needed to give to put you in a position to be unfailing. And He used His unfailingness to do it. It's a good word, right? Unfailingness. God has a bunch of unfailingness. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and it's a question of how people see him is how they receive him and whether or not they're saved or condemned. Do, do they see him as a savior or do they see him as a condemner? And, 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 and he is a savior. 
if they'll see him and believe in that, they'll receive that. And, you, got, you know, even there you got Christians that only want partial credit on that. I'm going to heaven. Well, you're receiving partial credit of your salvation right now. Yeah. Why not be healed too? Yeah. More credit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can get full credit on our salvation right here and now. Yeah. So let's, let's get full credit. We don't want partial credit on our salvation. Thank you, Lord. It says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. The only purpose in sending Jesus was to save every person that would ever be born on this world. That that was His sole purpose. And and He never changed it. It still never changed today. That verse is still as true today as the day that it was written and before it was written. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's what He did. And he, and he came into the world so that we would not have to suffer the consequences of sin. So he actually justified us. He was judged in our place. Glory to God. And so, so when we judge, we want to judge the way he did. He looked at us and saw us of great value. Why did he see us of such great value? Because God loved us. He sees you of great value. The same reason you should see every human in this earth of great value because God loves them. He saw you and he saw somebody that God loved. And that made you valuable to him. And because of that value, he took the judgment in your place. Glory to God. Aren't we glad that we don't have to be judged according to who we were but but judged according to who we were made to be? Thank you, Lord. And what, what are we being judged by? Mercy. Mercy. You're being judged by what bridged the sin. And, and we can plead the blood. And anyway, say, I, I may not have been right all the time, but I plead the blood because that's what saved me. Right? And, and that's, that's what we have to lean towards is, is the mercy of God and knowing that because of that mercy, where we are where we are at today because of that mercy. And we're not judged. And then we need to begin to see that same way. We need to begin to see people that same way. Not see from where you live, but begin to love. You know, you may not be able to see righteous judgment from where you live, but you can always see it from where you love. You can always see righteous judgment through the love of God. You'll always look at something different. Look at, look at Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 1, says, Judge not that ye not be judged. You know, you don't want to be judged, so you judge not. What, what did Jesus save all those people with stones in their hands from? From being judged. Why? They, they chose to judge themselves instead of judging that lady right then. Instead of going with the law, they went with the word. And, and, it's, and it actually saved those people from that moment. Because they walked away. And, you know, they may not have agreed, but they couldn't disagree. Why? Because when God says something, it can't be contradicted. It can't, you have to blaspheme to contradict it. Because when God says something, it's true. And, and that's the end of it. And he says things that fix everything so there's nothing left to fix. So there's no, so they can't judge anything else. I don't know about that Jesus. He said this, this, and this. Do you notice there's nothing more said about that? It doesn't say that the Pharisees went and, and cried because he said it or found fault in it. They, they just went away. Right. Why? Because it was mercy 
and judgment acting together. And there was nothing left to say in that situation. It, it, It is the perfect answer, and that's what mercy gives. It always gives the perfect answer and allows judgment in an area that will help somebody. Because judgment will help you if you judge yourself. It really helped those people that day. Because what would have happened if they just, if they just stoned her? I don't know. But it couldn't have been good because they would have judged themselves. They would have immediately said, we had no sin and threw a stone. Well, they, they would have been wrong immediately. The minute they threw that stone, they would have been wrong. Where did I say go? Matthew 7 says, judge not that you, not, that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged with the measure you meet. It shall be measured to you again. In other words, when we begin to judge unjustly and we begin to judge sight because of what somebody said or because you didn't like what they did or, you know, where you grew up, this is what everybody believed. When when we begin to judge that way, um, we're seeing only part of it. And that's because at that point you have a moat in your eye. And so you're only seeing part of it. And what you do is you try to talk everyone into believing what you, what you judge. You, you want to talk them into what you think, not what's true, what you think. And, and you now begin to act and react according to what you see with the moat in your eye. And, and you've got as many problems as the person you're trying to help because you've got a moat in your eye, and now you're trying to make their moat in their eye bad and have another one in their eye too if they start believing what you believe. Because you can't see clearly to help them. And you're sitting there saying, I can't believe they believe that. And, and, and God would sit there and say, why do you believe what you believe? You know, I was talking about something with Kim last night, and I won't say because I don't want you to have to deal with it. But I said, why aren't we doing that? Well, why, why are we not doing it? Did we ask God? Or do we just not want to? And see, there's so many times where we just don't want to and we hear what we think's God because our don't want to is so much louder than the Holy Spirit at that point. Yeah. And, and because our don't want to is so loud, it's, that's the moat in your eye. You can't see right, so you can't judge right. You won't say right because you can't see right. Amen? And, and when we do that, that, that's why God says, we'll just go on with the verse. He says, He says, and behold, and why do you look at the moat that's in your brother's eye? Why are you listening to what he's judging when you don't even know what your judging's right? So why are are you looking so hard at at his problem when you have your own problem? And and it's not the same problem. They're two different problems, but they're both problems. You can't help him out of his problem because you got another problem. You're still not judging right either. Remember, this is all about judging. Pulling the moat out of your eye is about judging. And what he, what he wants you to be able to do is judge right so that you can help the person that's not judging right. But a person not judging right can't help a person not judging right. It's not possible. And so he says, what I want you to do is get the log out of your eye so that you can see clearly... Well, what's he saying? I want you to be able to see clearly, not see the moat in his eye clearly, see clearly to help him. 
See clearly on how I see this so that you can help him with how I see it, not how you see it. Amen? And when we get the mote out of our eye, now we can see things the way God sees them. Now we can see a situation. And we can react in such a way. You know, I know the other day I saw something. Kim showed me something on one of the social medias. And it was a person I knew. And I thought, I don't like that they're saying that. And God said, but what you believe is just backwards the other way. He said, they're believing this, but you believe this. And neither one of them, nobody's asked me. Right? So they're judging this. I'm judging that. What's he saying? You both have a moat in your eye. Which one are you going to get it out so you can both talk? And, and, and that's, that's so important because somebody needs to be the one that says, what about this? God says this. What about it? And then you begin to take it from God's point of view, not your point of view. God's sight, not your sight. How God sees the situation. And now you can pray effectively, you can talk effectively, you can work together to bring about a change that would help everybody that's involved in this judgment situation, if you will. Because now you can judge rightly because you took your what was blocking you from seeing God's way out of your way. And now, because you did that, you can do justly and love mercy and walk humbly. Before, you couldn't do it because all you saw was your way. And when you saw it the right way, now you can react the right way. When we react wrong, it's usually because we see wrong. And I don't mean you see something doing wrong. You see the wrong wrong. Does that make sense to you? What, what we thought was wrong, we're actually seeing it wrong. And we need to see it from a different perspective. God saw every one of us as having sin. So rather than saying, they got sin, he said, I got fix. He saw a fix instead of a problem. If you see a problem, you react to a problem. If you see a fix, you see a fix. And you begin to do the things that causes it to be fixed. And, and, and there's so many ways, you know, we can go into a situation. And just like I was saying, you might go to a person and say, man, God loves you. You know, I see so many good things happening in your life. That's the favor of God. That's the goodness of God. He just loves you. And they may not even know God, but you keep saying that. Every time you see them. Because why? The world's, and too many people in the church are saying, they're not saved, they're on their way to hell. You're telling them God loves them. That's the good news. Not being saved and going to hell is not the good news. We've heard Brother Moore preach about that. The good news is that for God so loved you that you do not have to perish. You do not have to be destroyed. You can go to heaven. And because he loves you. So the good news for every person that you'll ever see, if you don't say anything else to them, God really loves you. It is amazing to see how God loves you. And and then when he sees something good happen to you, say, he loves me too. He loves me just like he loves you. Good things are always happening to people God loves. And, and, And you begin to do things that don't judge them this way. It judges them according to God. God said, I loved them. And, and I gave my son so they can be saved. So now you judge them the way he does. He loves you. And because he loves you, I love you. 
and I'll spend time telling you about his love and about how much he loves you. And I'll spend time praying for you when I, instead of looking at what you're doing wrong, I'll see what you could do right. Amen? Because mercy will cause you to judge right. That's why he says, love mercy. We need to love mercy. We need to look to mercy, not just for us. You know, a lot of people say, I just need mercy every day. You do. Why? So you can judge righteously. We need mercy every day so that every situation that he puts us in, we know exactly what to say, exactly what to do, exactly how to do it, and, and if it requires anything else from us. Right? That's why you need mercy is so you can judge right. And when we get the mode out of our eye, we, we have that, we see God and we see love and that brings up mercy because that's compassion. That's the compassion of God. And compassion, you know, a lot of people say, well, I got compassion on you. Did you know God has compassion on both sides of everything? People say, oh, he couldn't have compassion on that person. You don't know what he did. Compassion, God doesn't have partial gifts, <laughs> right? Yeah. He, he is compassionate. And he is compassionate to everybody. And, and no matter how bad the world thinks you are, God has compassion on you. And he's, and he's looking at a way to get you out of where you're at and back to where he is. And, and it doesn't matter which side of the world's judgment you're on. He doesn't care. He loves the dog owner as much as he loves the family that's kid was bit by the dog. And he's as compassionate to both. And people say, well, hey, you shouldn't have that dog. You shouldn't have been out, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, you just judged with the world. Yeah. And you helped no one. Why? Because there's no love there. Anything you think you're doing right, check your love meter. Right, right always works perfectly in line with your love meter. A lot, a lot of people want to be right and love over here won't work your love meter is over here where right meter is that that's what they work completely together and without them you do nothing right and people say well, i know i'm right are you walking in love and then you're not right you can't walk outside of love and be right you could be right in your own eyes or maybe in all the eyes of the people who will listen to you. Why? Because your moat's so big that they can't even see your face. They don't even know what you look like and you're only making their moat worse. And you're in, in the club of moats. You, want, you got the, the right moat club and the left moat club and neither one of them agree, but they both got moats. And the only way they're ever going to see right is get rid of the moats. Whatever a moat is, I thought that was a bridge that crossed the river that, that got you to the castle. But, but you're never going to see it right. And you can argue all day with the left moat people, and they're never going to agree with the right moat people. Because why? Because they don't love mercy. They just want justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. You don't want justice. You want to be justified by the blood of Jesus. You do not want justice. You want mercy every day of your life. And you want mercy not only for yourself, but so that you can judge others mercifully and you can bring them into a relationship with the merciful one. Amen? They can be a father of mercy or a child of mercy. Amen? Glory to God. Look at James 2 and then we'll...
stop. You know what he called the person with the moat in his eye, trying to get the moat out of the other person's eye, a hypocrite. So in other words, they were doing the exact same thing as the person that they were trying to get the moat out of, only they were doing it from the right moat, and the other one's the left moat. So whether you're left moat or right moat, you're still a moat. Stop being a moat. Be a moatless. Moatless. Be moatless. That's what you want to be. Unmoated. Demoted. Demoted. <laughs> that sounds like humility. Demoted. Be demoted. Thank you, Lord. James 2, verse 9. says, But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as a transgressor. If, if we respect, and, and you can look at this two ways, if you look at what a person does and you decide what they're like because of what they do, you just had to respect to the person. It doesn't necessarily mean you, you thought good or bad. You just thought, you just judged them by who they were rather than what God says about them. Amen? I mean, that, that, that to me is, is pretty real. You might have respect to them another way and, and give them uh, say, well, this is that person. If they say it, it's got to be true. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, right? You know, we, you could be led up. I mean, the Pharisees were telling people all kinds of things. And Jesus finally told them. They said, well, you saying we're blind too? He says, no, you said you see, so you do. You're in worse shape than you think. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you, you, you'd, rather be, you'd rather Jesus say, yeah, you're blind. Sorry. <laughs> I'll have mercy on you. I can fix you. If you say you're not blind, I can't even help you. Why? Because you're not judging yourself. They wouldn't judge themselves, so they got judged. Amen? It says, For whosoever keepeth the whole law and yet offend in one point. That's, that's the person driving down the wrong side of the road. They're driving the speed limit, right? They've got their tags on right. They've got license plates on both ends. You know, they're, they're not even there. They're to the point of the speed limit, but they're on the wrong side of the road. So they're offending in one point. And we, there's too many people, too many times as Christians, we forget that verse that says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. We all had the same ability to reject Christ that other people have taken. But, but we accepted him. We had the ability to sin. We had the ability to mess up. You know, the worst thing I probably ever did was look at situations when I first started in the ministry. I thought, I just don't see how they could do that. You know what? I found myself in two different times doing exactly what I said. I don't think you can't see how they do that. Why? Because you don't say that. You just judge. You're going to be judged. What you do is you say, Lord, by the grace of God, help me never to get in that situation where I do that. Yeah. Amen? You don't want to be in those situations. And you want to realize that that's a person in that situation, and you're a person. And guess what persons have in common? They can all do person things. And they all do do person things. What we want is the grace of God not to do person things. For he said, do not commit adultery, do not kill, and do not commit adultery, and yet, yet if thou kill, that are, that you're a transgressor of law. So we can't, you can't get partial credit in the law either. No, no partial credit in the law. If, if you're a transgressor of one thing. And, and see, so when you begin to judge somebody else without mercy, you've now begun to put yourself in a position to be judged without mercy. 
You do not want to be judged without mercy. Ever. So we don't put ourselves, what What do we do? We judge in mercy. He doesn't say we shouldn't judge. He gave us the ability to judge. judge first judge yourself. And then judge in mercy and you'll help people. You'll help people. You'll do justly and love mercy and you'll help people because you'll walk humbly with your God and you'll get answers. You'll get answers that you never knew to problems that you never knew you had the fix for because you didn't, but God did. And because you were willing to walk in that mercy and, 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 and judge mercifully, and that, that doesn't mean just letting people off. That means doing what God says is best in the situation. Right? You know, a lot of people think if you get mercy, you just get off. You know, sometimes you get mercy, you get shorter. Right? It, not as bad as things have in the world. But with God, if you get mercy, no matter what you go through after that, it comes back and it's complete and whole. And it fixed whatever started what you needed the mercy for. Amen? Amen. It says, So speak ye and do so as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. In other words, we want to be judged by the law that brings freedom. Not the law that binds, not the law that, that, that forces, not the law that pushes, not, not somebody's ideas or concepts, but the freedom that God brings, the law of liberty, the freedom and the, and, and the goodness that God brings, the mercy. And, and that law, that's what we want to be. We want to act like somebody that was judged that way. You know how you act like somebody that was judged that way? Judge that way. You ever notice that if you've messed up in an area and it really affected your life, you're more compassionate towards somebody that messed up in that yes. same area? Yes. That's not bad. Yes. You shouldn't, we don't want to mess up, but at the very least, when you see the person doing the same thing, it's kind of like when you're kids, you see them going the wrong way, and you're like, I did that. Yes. You see them raise the hammer up and the thumb's right there. Yes. You try to stop them five times, and the sixth time they just get, get away from they hit their hammer. Yes. You know, or they go out and they do something you did that was stupid as a teenager, and you're like, oh, man, if I could just... And you try. But at some point, they have to do it on their own. But you have some compassion in you, not because you quit acting like a parent all of a sudden and be compassionate because you messed up too. You say, okay, Lord, show me what to say. How can I get to my kid? How How can I get you to my child? You know, my my mom, she would set you down, and bef- before she was done, you would have said everything she was going to say to you that you did wrong, but you said it anyway because she was so soft. And and, and the Lord would give her away, and she'd say, I wonder about this, and what, what about this, and what do you think about this? And she'd go, isn't God good? Man, he loves us. And you'd be sitting there, and you'd say, okay, Mom, are you about done? She wasn't. And before you know it, she'd say something that made you think. And you'd start thinking about it. And it'd get in your heart. And you'd start looking at it. And you'd be like, wait a second. Mom, are you trying to tell me this? And she'd say, no, God is. And you just saw it. Amen? And that's what we want to do to anybody. And if they come back to you and they say, were you trying to tell me this? You say, no, God is. And you just got it. God's trying to tell you that. He, he, he used me because I was merciful today, and I thank God that he used me. But you got it from God. And when they get it from God, they don't lose it. The things I learned that way have stuck with me today. Thank God. 
And the thing, that's what I'm saying. We can be compassionate at all times. God's compassionate at all times. And if we don't lose that compassion, it comes full circle. Amen? And it helps us help others, whether it be your kids or whether it be your friends, whoever it be. It may not be somebody you don't even know. But if you can be merciful with somebody you don't even know, you'll change their life. Amen? It says, For he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. We don't want that. He said, Mercy rejoices against judgment. In other words, when you have mercy first, when, when, remember what he said in that first verse we talked about. He said, do justly and love mercy. And he didn't say love justice. He said love mercy. He said, because if you love mercy, you'll do justly right. But you've got to love mercy and you've got to walk humbly. You've got to do all three. And if we do that, then, then we won't judge without mercy. We'll judge with mercy and we'll always be judged with mercy. And so God will always look at it and say, I love you. I'm helping you. Do this. Do that. Do this. Go here. Say this. And, and you're walking in the mercy of God. And you're, you're not only is it helping your life, but it's, it's creating, it's creating a, a bond between you and other people that, that helps them and keeps them going in the right direction or gets them out of a place they didn't want to be. And they didn't even know it. They couldn't see that they were getting off because why? They had the moat in their left eye. They were left eye moat people. And you couldn't help them because you were a right eye moat person. And so you got the moat out of your eye and you saw and you said, oh, don't go that way. Here. And God gives you the exact thing, the exact thing to say at the exact time you say. And, that, and all of a sudden you say, here, let me help you see that. And you pull that moat out of their eye. Why? Because you could see clearly what was blocking their vision. And you pull it out of their eye and they look and say, Oh, you're right. This is what God's trying to do. It has nothing to do with the right or the left. He's right in the center all the time. Loving people. No matter what side they're on. He was just loving people. Glory to God. Mercy rejoices against judgment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that we have a God... That, that is merciful towards us and gives us those abilities. He wouldn't ask us to do something. He wouldn't, want, he wouldn't say love mercy just for yourself because that would be selfish. If you only love mercy because you needed it, that would be selfish. That would be like loving love because you needed it. <laughs> we need to love love because love loves. Amen? Amen. And mercy is merciful. And, and, and as we walk in these, in these areas, we'll help people on levels that, that we haven't been in the past. When you begin to walk in mercy, then, then you'll look at situations and you'll see them and, and the compassion of God will rise up in you and you'll desire not just to do something for the people, but to do something that would fix the situation. That's what Jesus did with the woman caught in adultery. He didn't just fix the lady. He fixed everybody in that crowd that day for the moment. Now, what they did after that was up to them. But that moment, he fixed everybody in the crowd because he kept them from doing a wrong with mercy. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. I don't know if it helped you, but it helped me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You know, I don't know where everybody is, but 
I do know that there's a lot of stuff out in the world today trying to get people to choose sides. And you know, one thing that says in Proverbs, it says, hate stirs up division, love covers all sins. It says actually in Proverbs, love covers all sins. So if what you say causes division, you didn't say it in love. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying they'll agree with you. I don't think everybody that dropped that stone that day came and followed Jesus the next day. I don't think they did. But what he said did not stir up division. Every person in that crowd was undivided. They dropped their stone. And the lady was forgiven. So it did not stir up division, but it covered all sin. Glory to God. So as we watch ourselves and we, and we walk through this world, if, if we say it in such a way that we know it's going to cause division, know immediately that you're not walking in love. Say, so, well, they're just not going to agree with me no matter what. I didn't say they'll agree with you. But it did, did it cause them to go so far away from you that they could never hear you speak again? Because you're not looking for that. Jesus wanted people drawn to him, not repelled. And he did it by loving them. And so as we love people, people should be drawn to us, the Jesus in us. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You guys got something?